0: Cocoa Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Cocoa Express is real Lyle. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn.
1: Coco Express show for July 8th 2015 and it's Wednesday I'm sorry for a minute there I was like what day of the week is it again however I know what day of the week it is and I have been away from you for a minute I had so many things going on and they just had me stop what I was doing and take some time out to uh, reflect and get back on the grind I am back today, this evening, and I am so, so, so excited to be here. I'm super excited. We have an amazing talent with us. Her name is Tony Ann Simple, and she is beautiful. She's talented. She's musically gifted. She is a singer, songwriter, and musician. She has an exotic mixture of um, in her music of Native and African American influences and I have to say I sat and I listened to her music and I was drawn in. She is this is just so I mean soul-stirring. I I really enjoyed what I was listening to and I'm just so happy that I had the opportunity to speak with her and and get to know her more and allow you the opportunity to get to know more about her as well. So I don't want to belabor this with me chit-chatting. I want to take this time that we have together and share Miss Tony Ann Simple with you. Hello. Hello. How are you?
2: I'm fine, Aurelia. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm Great. so glad you were able to join us today.
2: Oh, it is, it is an absolute honor to be here this evening <laughs> and with you and uh, <laughs> all your wonderful fans.
1: Yes, yes, thank you. Now, I um, was reading over your bio and you are a Virgo Libra? Yes, I am. I'm right on the cusp, of September 21st. Well, if you go six days more, that's where I am.
2: <laughs> oh, look
1: at that. Hey, we're going to have to celebrate. Yes, indeed, indeed. Now, I have to tell you, um, I am a fan. I am oh, really a you. fan. Yes, so yes, much. yes, yes. And I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say too much. I'm going to let our listeners listen and hear for themselves, so they too can become fans. But before we get into the listening of the music, let's learn more about you. Sure. Um Tell us about your background.
2: Well, I'm I'm one of uh, ten kids. Um, I'm number nine on the on the uh, I call it the, the in the tribe. And um, I'm the only one who has decided to uh, follow the music uh, journey. I have to admit that my, my parents have been extraordinarily supportive and love, loving for giving me this, this opportunity to do what I love. And uh, I started out when I was seven, knew that I could sing, but I didn't really take um, my craft seriously until I was around 12, 12 years of age. And that began all also just out of listening to so much music from all my siblings and, of course, my parents. And uh, it really started off with just a book, uh, just a regular book and six rubber bands. And my mother caught me one day asking what I was doing. I said I was playing the guitar. And she said, you know what, we're going to have to get you a real one. So to get to make sure that I was serious about what I wanted to do, they got me, like, one of those plastic little, um, you know, starter guitars, and it broke in like six months, but they ended up getting me a starter like six months later. So that's where it all began, and um, I've been writing and um, imagining as far as what it would be like to write about certain things ever since. So oh,
1: Great. And you happen to be a Queens Queen. Yes. Queens <laughs> Queens. <laughs> queen, yes. I was born
2: and raised in Queens, yes, yes.
1: Okay. And, uh, I'm a yeah. Brooklyn girl, so I know Oh.
2: Oh, <laughs> see my mom is a Brooklyn girl. Oh okay. She born in, yeah, she was born in Brooklyn. Yeah. My dad was born in Staten Island,
1: so Oh, okay. So, yeah. so he traveled over the water a little bit.
2: Yeah, he traveled <laughs> over and met her at a party and um that that was the end of that.
1: Okay. Well that's a beautiful thing. Now yeah. you said you're part of a tribe. So you use that terminology as part of um, it's part of your history. So tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yes, my grandmother on my father's side is uh, Cherokee. She was born and raised on a um, Cherokee reservation in Augusta, Georgia. And as anybody knows about Augusta, Georgia, now you probably know it as the um, as where they play the golf tournament. Um, the Masters, that's where she used to live. And um, she, she'd stay there until she was 19, came up here when she, um, around that time, lived with the nuns and met my grandfather, who was a lot older, and they had 10 kids. So, But she always told them who they were, to always remember that. And, um, you know, we have that history of knowing that, that that aspect of of our genealogy. On my mother's side is the Mohawk um, portion, And she was completely, totally into her Native American culture She, uh, It's because of her that I was able to actually guide myself away uh, Guide my my music into uh, weaving the, the Native American into my music Because she very much wanted me to just separate myself from everyone else She said, I don't want you to sound like everyone, you would ask me um how would you what do you think about putting chanting in your- your material? I'm like I don't really know how to do that, but um it sounded interesting, you know, and she had all the traditional native American uh, music, the chanting the book, all of it. She said, well, think about it. Because we would go to the pow and um very something nostalgic about going and hearing the drums and um it was very similar to african drumming and and the singing and the chanting very 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 similar we we go to powwows and we will listen to all of the the traditional um, chanting and songs with just just the drum. And it wasn't until after she, after she passed away that I finally clicked and understood exactly what it is that I was supposed to do. So here here I am.
1: Okay, yeah. and we're we're so glad that you're here. Now, oh, thank you. You are self taught. So what what did you teach yourself, and how did you go about that? Because you know. You hear a lot about people not being able to figure out some things, but you were able to figure out and teach yourself so many different things. And how did that come about?
2: Well, like I said, it started with the guitar. I didn't know anything about tuning it. I had a neighbor next door. I I was trying to get him to help me tune it, but I found out that he was tone deaf. And I used to babysit for the the neighbors across the street. They all had pianos. So I said, you know what, I'm going to teach myself how to play piano. So it, I think it's just in me It was just in me Any instrument I would try and get my hands on I would just play it I played trumpet um, I was in the marching band when I was in elementary school and in high school And um, my, one of my um, instructors switched me over to to the horn To the uh, flugelhorn Which is really nice It's a nice sound It's not as bright as the trumpet It's a warmer, warmer sound But um, I played those both But I stopped playing that because, um, and I always tell the story about how I met Melonious Monk Jr., and he told me to stop playing. So. Okay. Did he yeah, tell he you what? Well? Uh, yeah, yeah. He said, um, you know, Tony, you're an incredible vocalist, an incredible songwriter, but um, you know who Miles Davis is. I said, of course I do. He said, you know, see the top lip of his mouth? I said, yes. He said, you see that nipple? I said, uh, yeah. He said, well, you have a nice mouth. Let's keep it that way.
0: Stop playing the <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I okay. was the end of that. Yeah. So I was <laughs> like, wow, oh, I love the horn, though. But I play Native American flute, and one of the songs on my album, My Spirit, uh, has the, the flute sound. It's very strange that it's in there. Oh, okay. so I thought myself. Yeah. And the Native American flute was, was one of the instruments that my aunt had given me. And, um, you know, so if I can get my hands on it, I'll play a little drums here and there i gonna learn. I, mean, I still want to learn how to play the bass, and you know, as long as I can um, be musical,
1: I'm happy. Oh, that is beautiful. That that really is really beautiful, and it's really interesting because um, you had the ability to play instruments when you were in element well, elementary and high school, and unfortunately, that doesn't exist for a lot of our kids nowadays. I, I know, I
2: know. I mean, they don't realize that music helps with science and mathematics. Because that's what it is. Music is mm-hmm. science and mathematics. And for them to take it away, it helps kids to really be able to, um, you know, problem solve.
0: Mm-hmm. Music is just
2: universal. It's just a universal, I think, um, component that I think any kid should have. You know, maybe you may, name, not all of them are musically inclined, but they may learn an instrument. And I think it just helps them to relax, you know, during the day.
0: Mm-hmm. They play some
2: music and, and just enjoy and wind down because, you know, I think the uh, curriculum can be very stagnant, you know, and I think you always could use a break from it. So I always enjoy when, when music was coming and my music class was coming. I was just excited because you going to have some tunes, we are going to play some tunes, and, you know, it just winds you down a little bit. Yes.
1: You know? yes, it does. And, you know, I, too, I played a musical instrument. Um, I started, I guess I could say, when I was eight and played all the way through high school as well. And... It did help me a great deal. And even as, well, today, I kind of incorporate music into things that I do, at least the rhythm of things, because that's how I learn everything. The rhythm of, everything has a rhythm to it. And you can get through your day so much easier and so much quicker if you just listen to the rhythm of things as opposed to looking at the actual thing that you're doing. That is
2: very true. That is very true. Everything has a vibration, whether it be a person, a tree, a flower, water. Everything has a vibration to it, you know. And I know you can go into a room and and, and, and you can feel uh, how another person is actually feeling at that very moment. They don't have to say a word. You just already know. They could be either happy or they could be very sad. Or, you know, how you get into nature. And I call it the organic um, city, meaning like the, the, the woods or going into the botanical gardens and be able to just, you know, sit where there are flowers. You can smell them on Mother Earth, walking on the grass without uh, any shoes on, just connecting with the planet so that it can actually balance you. And it's very important that we do go out and enjoy to be under the sun and be able to just connect with Mother Earth. You know, I think it's just very important. Everything has a vibration. What do
1: you think? Yes. Yes, indeed. I agree with you on that 100%. And I think, you know, having that knowledge you know, even on just the basic level, it helps you so much with really taking control of your environment and knowing your environment a little bit better helps you understand yourself better.
2: I agree. I totally agree. You know, And if you, if you don't know your environment or even just take care of or take pride in, of your environment, then I think everything else just falls apart all the way. And I think just with the way that society is today, you know, such a such a fast pace, and everybody's saying everybody wants information so quickly and fast. You don't get a chance to step back and um, and just smell the roses, to be still for. And it's not too many people can do that, can actually just be still. You know, I stopped watching TV like two years ago, and I'm telling you, I'm more focused and I'm more balanced than I ever had because now it's forcing me to be more um, in tune with who I am. And take in that time that I will watch TV, I can I can play more listen more to what's around me instead of just falling into what everything else is going on. So it's, unplugging has been has been very, very um, useful in terms of just keeping one's self-balanced.
1: And, you know, it's funny you would mention that because they had an article. Well, they've been having a series of articles lately about finding happiness. And they um, had a particular article that was stating that um, we are too plugged in, that people have become attached to the hip with their devices and it's causing mm-hmm. them to just be off off kilter. Their timing is off because they're not getting enough sleep and we all know that the more you go without proper adequate sleep, you start to develop other issues that come along mm-hmm. with that. So, the yeah. fact that yes. you have decided to step away from all of that stuff and just be more in tune that you know that makes you a healthier person both mentally, physically and spiritually.
2: Yeah, and it's and, it, and you wish that so many others would would, um, would follow suit because I mean I'll go into the city and I almost feel like you know because you get in like a cluster of people walking on the sidewalk and everyone's looking down looking at their phones now if anything were to happen no one would know that it had happened because they're stuck in like this I call it the matrix so they're looking at their <laughs> phones walking at the same time and you almost feel like you're boxed in because you're not you're not doing what they're doing. But they're all doing the same thing it's kind of kind of scary in a way you
1: know? yeah, it is, and you know it's it has gotten to the point where we I've witnessed it, and you know as Americans, I mean globally, it's not even just Americans globally that yeah mm-hmm. we can't even sit at a table now, we what? could be sitting right next to each other and can't even look in each other's face and have a conversation if that text one another, and that's the part that is really. Really sad. I mean, I don't mind texting. I, I think it's a you know quick way to communicate with people and and stuff. But when you're in the same room with a person, that is not necessary.
2: No, it's not. Because what what is it saying that you're actually now you're saying that this person that's in your environment is not important enough to have a full conversation with. You would rather speak to someone that you don't speak to on a regular basis. So now we're not speaking. There's no connection mm-hmm. now. There's no eye contact. There's no there's no spiritual connection now. So that you know phone is is to be used for certain things. You know, they were, they were doing a study, you we were talking about studies, how I think it was something like eighty percent of the people or seventy percent of the people can't be without their phone. That's a little scary. You
0: know?
2: <laughs> I mean, I could walk outside and, and because I'm in the field that I am, you know, my management or marketing or promotional team Needs to get in touch with me, but I just don't want to have the phone with me all the time. So sometimes I say, you know, as a as a funny, I'll tell them, send me a smoke signal. I'll get it. <laughs> I promise you, I'll get the smoke signal. Just you know, unless we start developing our skills and become telepathic, you know, I think it's just something that we have to really watch out for
0: because yes. I think
2: that it's consuming us, and I don't feel that. We are moving forward I think we're becoming stagnant And we're not connecting with each other So it's yeah. almost like we're closing ourselves off from each other And I don't think that's the way God wanted it This whole journey no, for us to be
1: not yeah. at all And speaking of what God wanted God wanted you to share your gifts and talents with us And let's talk about those gifts and talents You have a product, a new project out Your CD called My Spirit, correct? Yes, yes Tell us about that.
2: Oh, my my spirit was um with an a project that um, it took a while to finish. Um, and it was the first time my band and I had an opportunity to work together. So I'm very proud of that. And my band has been with me for such a long time, so it was it was a, a I'm really proud of this project for for all of the reasons that you know having all those elements with um, playing with my band was so long and being able to have a live. Live project with them. We selected certain songs that the certain producers wanted from my my library, and we went with those songs to perform. And so that's okay. how
1: that album came about. Okay, great. Now, who have you collaborated with on this album?
2: Um, I collaborated with two producers. One's name is Tom Barney. Um, you know, everybody, you won't know him until you you know you think about Saturday Night Live or. Um, he plays the bass for um, he's a tenor bass for um, The Lion King, and he's worked with Lauren Hill, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Kenny G. The list goes on and on. But I've known him since I was a kid, and he used to live right across the street from me. So we didn't start working together until he moved out of uh, Queens and went out to Long Island. And then there's a gentleman by the name of Morris Landy. He worked at Atlantic Records, so we did a lot of a lot of stuff there as well.
1: Okay, so. great. Now yeah. we're going to talk about the singles. Now, I did, I have to admit, I really like How Do I Talk to You? I like that a great deal. Um, how did that come about? Did you write the lyrics for this particular song?
2: Yeah, everything on the album I wrote. Everything Uh-oh. that, uh, yeah, I wrote everything on the album. I played on it. Um, songs like uh, Here Comes the Rain, That's All Me, I Can't Help It, That's All Me. Uh, songs called song I Wish. That all me And then um, Dance with me um, How do I talk to you um, And mystify was done In one out Was done live In one studio And then uh, My Spirit in Wakanda Was done live In another Was in lo- done in another studio And then the rest I did um, at, In my studio
1: Okay So I'm going to let Our listeners hear How do I talk to you So they can get A, a feel and an understanding Of what I'm talking about Okay. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. now i I really like that, and I wanted to know how what was the inspiration behind the song
2: well, I always you know I have a great imagination, so writing is not a, a, not an issue for me, but you know it's mm-hmm. like almost like how do you you know there are, you know you have love songs or what have you, but there's also songs about friendship or someone that's going through something, and you know there are plenty of people that probably in your life that it's really just very challenging to speak to them. And basically that song is about how do you get to that person when that person's in trouble? How do you find a way to connect with them? And that's what that song is about. You know, what what is the what is the what are the words? What what do you what can you do? What can you say to this person and let them know I see what you're going through but how how do I find a way to, to connect with
1: Okay, great. That that's really good. I really I mean, I really like that one. And um the the next song that I wanted to play for our listeners is I Can't Help It. And give us a little background about that.
2: Well, I can't help is like, you know, you, you um you find someone that you that you're connected with and he's the person that you just can't help feeling the way you feel and that's what I can't help is about. And it was a song that I came up with, and I let my management hear, and they were like, okay, great. That's great, because I write a lot of, mellow, you know, mellow-type, um, mid-tempo, um, you know, uh, very ballad type of uh, material. So uh, up, that was a slightly up-tempo uh, type of song, and um, so that's, that's what I Can't Help It is, is really about.
1: Okay, so let's play for our listeners so they can get a taste of that, too. Okay, great. 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 can tell.
2: Um, well I've worked with I've worked with Al Bishore. Um, I worked with Will Downing. Um, there's been a lot of uh, jazz artists, um, a gentleman by the name of Kankawa, which I am um, in Japan. Um I had an opportunity To tour over there twice. And um, you know, um a gentleman by the name of Stephen Croon, who's a percussionist, actually a percussionist for Luke Cavandro for many, many okay. years. He's worked with um Ron Carter. And um um Keyboard player by the name of Merlin Ward and Fred Cash, who have worked with everyone from Kashif to uh, Indie Irie, you name it, they've worked with them. So, and they're, they're actually a part of my band who are also on my album. Um, okay. um, so, so, it, you know, I've had, had some great opportunities to work with some great, great people.
1: Oh, mm, great. I'm kind of partial to one of the artists you work with. So. Uh oh. <laughs> Which one? Will Downing.
2: Oh yeah, Will Will was awesome.
1: Yeah, I will tell the
2: story how Will came came to my house because his vocalist, because uh, my 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 keyboard player, my M D. Uh, Merlin Ward, was playing for him, and he needed a he needed a vocalist. So um, she said she she recommended me. So he called me up, and at the time, uh, Phil Phil Perry's song um, Forever was on my ash machine at the time, and he mm-hmm. called me like, Hey 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 hey, I should have equal billing. What's going on here? <laughs> he said, you know, so he, he took a taxi, came over to my house, he dropped over the tape, and he said, okay, here it is. Show is tomorrow. Got to learn to show it for tomorrow. But I, I I did it. Okay. We had to go to St. Louis, and I had, you know, was doing background vocals for him, and it's uh, phenomenal. Just I mean, it, it makes it hard to, to sing background for few, people like him because you get caught up in what he's doing vocally. And then he you've got to remember. Yeah, you got to go remember, oh, oh, that's right, I'm singing with this guy. I'm with him, you know? <laughs> you know. What am I doing? Yes. Okay. So that that weekend was a complete blur because all I did was I had to bust my Um but I did it. You know, it was a great experience, and I, I thank him for giving me that opportunity. And I think it was like a year later I was on my way to California. He walked past me on the plane. I didn't know it was him. And he walked up for back go back to the plane, uh, walk past me again. When we got off the plane and we went into place to get our baggage, he said, please don't tell me you were on the same plane I was on, and you didn't say hello at all. I was like, oops, oh, sorry. I said, I didn't even know it was you. <laughs> he, said, you, you he said, you're wrong. You're wrong. I said, okay, I'm so will. I'm sorry. But I would well, love I, to him again.
1: He, I had the pleasure of watching him in the beginning stages of his career. Oh, okay. In in high school, wow, yeah, and he—you think he hasn't changed as a person from that time? So that's how amazing he really is. The same personality you see now is the same personality he had in high school. Wow, that's
2: awesome. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. He
1: is. Now you have toured the the country, the world. Really, how's that been for you? It's been great,
2: you know. Japan has been fantastic for me, just uh, just completely amazing. Everyone says, "You told you need, you really need to go to Europe." You know, um, they will, they will love you over there. So well, hopefully, y'all get the opportunity. You know, I'm a tall person. I'm a tall woman, so you know, going to Japan, there are not too many tall people. So <laughs> whatever they saw, and my the guy that I was performing with, he's jazz and he played the organ, or whatever. And the way he would introduce me, he would go. And I'm gonna do his voice so it sounds really weird. But he's good. Like, ladies and gentlemen from New York City, Miss Tony on So he would call he he said She don't you know when they found out some of my personalities, you know, I don't eat pork, I don't eat beef, you know, i you know, I like to eat fish, I'll like eat little chicken, whatever. You know, and they're heavily but they're stocky. I'm not a drinker, so I don't drink or whatever, and they you know, after a show, the promoter will take you out and give you this huge dinner huge and you go out and that was was it you go on that's how the tour was so but he would call me on stage and then the audience would go like this (gasps) (laughs) 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 because they would expect almost a six foot woman
0: over two feet walk (laughs) on stage
2: and every time it never (gasps) (laughs) fails. that was funny yeah and he said, "Oh, I see. The bigger the stage is, the more animated you become." I said, "Yeah, because I've got more room, I've got more room to more room to express, you know, express myself." Japan is actually a beautiful country. It really is. I've probably been to places that other people in Japan have never been. Um, a place called Shimanto. Uh, you have to take a plane and then you have to drive up into the mountains where the clouds sit down. In in it is just it's just amazing. Really, just amazing.
1: Yeah. Wow, wow Now, if we wanted to see you live When and how?
2: Oh, well, next week, next Friday I will be at a place called The Cell Theater And it's on 338 uh, 338 West 23rd Street Between 8th and 9th Avenue, uh, and Avenue And what it is It's my actually my CD release show So for oh. this album, My Spirit, yeah so, okay. You know, and you get twenty dollars, and you get a CD, a signed CD. You also get refreshments, you know, some wine and cheese or whatever in the beginning, and then you get to, you know, see some Native American culture because I have a friend who's going to do a prayer for me, um, and she's going to come. She's one. Of, she's actually um, a vocalist for a group, a Native American group called Yulale If you ever love. Um, three part harmony or a cappella vocalist as far as the Native Americans on the Native American music side, these mm-hmm. women are absolutely phenomenal. You would think they were singing gospel, but with Native American cha- chanting three part harmony. So one of the vocalists is going to grace me and and, uh, and I'm honored that she's gonna be there to do the
1: opening prayer for the for the show next Friday. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah. Now, how can we follow you? You can follow me on
2: Facebook, Twitter. All you have to do is put my name in Twitter, Tony Ann Semple. Facebook, Tony Ann Semple. I have a YouTube channel. You can call, you can follow me there, or you can actually just go to my website, which is www.tonyannsimple.t T-O-N-I-A-N-N, s e m p l e dot net and then you can, you'll can you find all of my social um, um, media links there, and you can just click on them and connect with me there.
1: Love oh, great. You all. Great, great. That would be excellent. And, I mean, I, I really enjoyed our time together, and it's amazing. We do have a lot in common because I don't eat um, red meat or pork, and right. I don't drink either. Oh, cool. See? And the only thing that I'm not is tall.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: well, let me tell you something. I was the smallest baby out of my out of uh, my family tree, and my mom didn't think I was going to be this tall at all. So I ended up, you know, my, the last two were her biggest babies. So nine and ten were her biggest, and I ended up being the tallest out of the out of my sisters. I have four sisters and I have five brothers. And my younger brother, who's the only younger sibling I have, is taller, is taller than all of us. So I don't know how that happened. But but you, know. oh, but you well, never told me what instrument did you play when you were I
1: played the clarinet, it? and I oh, learned wow. how to play the um two different types of flutes. And oh, I had an amazing music teacher. His name was Abraham Hampton. He was the nephew of Lionel Hampton. Oh and wow! And I just felt so honored to have him. Like, take time out to really show me how to learn the craft and play it properly. So, you know, I just, I was just so blessed in that way. So, So do you just still play the flute? uh, No, I don't. I don't. I love that so much, and I don't play it. I don't play it. And I know I should just get back into it, but I just sit here and go, that was nice. (laughs) I don't know.
2: You know, I always threaten, I always threaten Mary. Mary more that because she plays guitar. That we're gonna do a duet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm I'm gonna push for that. You know, I don't know what instrument Emily plays, but if she does play, then I'm gonna have them play with me one day. You know, oh, if you great. were playing the flute, I would be telling you. Well, you see, Aurelia, you can come and play, and and
1: they have plenty of songs that have flute in it. Well, so. I can come MC, okay? <laughs> oh, hey, hey, see that? That's
2: even that's even greater. And then you can see, and then will call you out, and you can. Come and do a couple of notes for me. Yeah. Okay. That works.
0: You know. That works. Yeah. We'll we'll It'll, be a quartet. Yeah. There you
2: go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You know, Thanks. All, all now, the fun of music. You know.
1: Yes. And I mean, I would love to have you back whenever you want to come back. Please do because I so truly, sincerely enjoy your music and I enjoyed our conversation.
2: Thank you. I had a great, a great time. Aurelia really. Thank you so much. And anytime you want me back, I'll be happy to be here.
1: No okay, question. great, great. So if I don't make it next Friday, I might even send my sister because I think she would really enjoy this. I
2: well cool. tell' will make sure she tell tell her to, to introduce herself um to my managers, or I know Emily will be there um mm-hmm. Joseph Nix and Tony Blue. if you're looking for them, just tell them that who you are, and I'll definitely you know we'll take care of her. If
1: she comes down okay, great, that would be excellent i and I'm sure she would really love this. Because it's just phenomenal, and it's amazing, and this is right up her alley.
2: Oh, great! And you know what? I have a vocalist who has who shares your last name. really?
1: Them?
2: Yes, oh. my name is Kismet Lyles. Yes. Wow. And, and yeah, I have cousins who the last name is Lyles that live in Queens, and live in the story of Queens. That I don't know. Interesting, and
1: you never know. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never know.
1: It's a small After world.
0: Mm-hmm. Gets small every
1: day. Hello. Hello, okay. talk to me yes, absolutely <laughs> so it, once again, it was a pleasure, and I will definitely be back in contact with you, and we will definitely have you back on the show so we can have hear some more of your music and just hear some more about the amazing stories that you have, and you can also talk more about your culture, your Native American culture. I find that so fascinating sure. as well
2: sure sure I mean it would be honored to it would be want you know just let me like I said um honored to be here this evening and thank you for inviting me and i look forward to the next time we get a uh, chance to to uh you know share. to chat yeah to chat.
1: chat yes 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 we, and, yes so you have an amazing evening and i like i said we will be in touch with you and okay. hopefully we'll get to see you live i think that would be something that's will be really interesting and fun to do
2: yeah absolutely uh, i i hope to um you know, leave a last impression. You know, when I do, when I do a live show. So, you know, I always like to be able to do the live rendition of of my projects because I, I just want people to experience what it would like to, in fact, record it. So, and I love to be able to share it with everyone
1: else. So, but yeah,
2: love to be back. And uh, like I said, I had a wonderful time chatting with you, and I look forward to the next time.
1: Okay, great. And as I always tell my listeners, that they need to follow their dreams and don't defer from that. And you are a classic example of following your true nature, your spirit, and going with the thing that brings you the most joy and happiness. and Absolutely. When you, Yes, and when you do that, look at what you get. You get this amazing body of work that you can share with the world.
2: Amen to that. And my mother always said, she told me, Tony, this is what you came here to do, you're going to have to be patient. You know, because she said not everybody's going to understand what you're doing, but just give it some time, and um, and just watch the flowers grow. That's right. okay.
1: she's, she's, she's what she would always tell me. Oh, that's beautiful, and thank you for that. So, to everybody out there, take care of yourself, and God bless. Have a good evening. Oh, and before I go, I want to tell you, Tony, thank you, and I want to tell um, Emily, thank you for this amazing opportunity as well.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Thank
1: you, Emily. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.